Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Daydream and Listen podcast. My name is Krista, I hope that you guys are all doing well and having a wonderful day. I'm doing pretty great right now, I'm trying to cultivate a very cozy space in my room. I'm sitting on the floor with my blanket, I have a little candle going, it's a little overcast outside right now, so I don't know. Just trying to have a nice cozy day off and record this episode. So for this week, I'm going to be talking about some important lessons that I think you should learn if you're wanting to become a designer or if you're just starting out as a designer. Um, And this goes for everything, you know, if you're in graphic design, fashion design, UX design, interior design, things like that. Um... You know, just if you're a creative and you're sending off work, whether it's freelance or you work for a corporate company. Um, I've been working as a designer full-time for a couple of months now, and along with my four years of internship experience in the fashion industry, I've realized that there are some really important skills and valuable lessons to learn when you're entering into the field of being a designer, and you know, these lessons and skills that I'm going to be talking about aren't incredibly groundbreaking, but they're definitely things that I would have appreciate um, having a conversation with someone about and just the friendly reminder of, you know, these are important things that you need, you need to kind of hone in, um, hone in on before you become a designer, just because once you're once you're in the field and you're working full-time, you know, you're bound to make mistakes and it's always good to learn from your mistakes and see every opportunity um, as a way to, like, progress and grow as a designer, but I definitely would have appreciated having someone kind of remind me of these things before getting into the field. So I thought, you know, maybe it'd be good to sit down and talk about these things so that hopefully some of what I say will be helpful and of use to you. So yeah, I'm excited to get into that, but before I dive into this week's episode topic, let's first discuss the highs and the lows of this past week in my life. I don't know why I have been really struggling to figure out what my highs and my lows are for this week, just because I feel like nothing super groundbreaking happened, you know, nothing super, super positive or nothing really negative happened. It was kind of just one of those bleh weeks, like I was really busy with work and didn't really do much aside from that. Um, but my one high that I thought of is my diploma came in the mail yesterday, which is really exciting. So it's official. I'm an official graduate from FIT and I'm trying to figure out what I want to do with my diplomas because I have one for my associates and one for my bachelor's. Um, since I got both of those degrees in two different majors and I also have a medal that I got, um, when I graduated. So I'm trying to figure out how I want to display everything. I'm going to have like a little FIT shrine in my room. Ultimately, someday I want to have my own office in like my own apartment or house and I want to be able to, you know, be a little, be a little corny and reminiscent of my college years and hang my diplomas and my little medal. Um, But yeah, so I was excited that that came in the mail and 
I don't really know of any other highs. That's probably it for my low. I don't know why. I just feel like I've been kind of a slump this past week. Um, I just haven't had a lot of motivation to like work out and just be super active. I feel like at the end of my work days, I kind of just want to like lay in my bed and do nothing. And that's okay. It's like good to have those times when you're a little bit more relaxed, but I feel like I haven't worked out in so long and I know that it's good for me and I need to get back into it. So that's probably my only low for the week. Um, but yeah, so nothing super crazy this week. Those are my highs and my lows. Now let's get into this week's episode topic. So the first lesson slash tip that I want to talk about is I feel like it's good to try and not put pressure on yourself to think of new ideas for your designs. Now, I get it that sometimes deadlines are really tight. Believe me, I have been in that situation so many times where, you know, my supervisor, my boss will come up to me or send me an email or a message and be like, hey, so sorry, this is really last minute, but can you come up with X, Y, and Z um, by tomorrow, basically, or by the end of the day? And as a creative person, I get it, like, not everyone's wired the same way, and so sometimes people, I don't think, realize that in order for you to, or in order for me to put my best foot forward, I need ample time to be able to come up with the concepts and figure out the best way to execute things, and sometimes I get a little nervous that my work won't be its best when I'm faced with the last minute deadlines, and I've just found that I think it's always best to try and not put pressure on yourself when you're in those situations and just do what you can do. Um, and hopefully and eventually the good ideas will come to you. Not, It's good to not focus on the rigid deadline like, oh my god, where do I even begin? I need to figure out, um, you know, this graphic design or this pattern design or come up with a new silhouette or whatever by this time like I only have so many hours it's obviously uh completely valid and understandable that you're stressed about a quick deadline but it is important that you sort of just relieve yourself of that pressure so that you can come up with the best designs that you can and just be super transparent that you know if you are faced with very harsh deadlines let the person know that like going forward I feel like I'm able to design my best perform my best when I have enough time to come up with all of the creative ideas um, because I've noticed that with any job that I've had in the past or even just things that I've done um in my own free time, like if I'm coming up with an illustration that, let's say, the end goal is I want to put it on my website or I want to post it on my Instagram, I don't give myself a deadline, like, I need to come up with something so that I can post it tomorrow. Um, I try to not pressure myself with that because I find that the work isn't to the standard that I'd like it to be. Like, the end result could always be better. 
or the ideas just feel super rushed and then a couple weeks later I'm like oh my gosh I should have just done this instead like the right idea comes to me way later and I'm like oh I've already posted it or I've already submitted this thing I wish I would have just had a couple more days or a little bit more time to come up with the right idea and for me I found that I love looking through Pinterest um, magazines cool websites or Instagram accounts that really inspire me and you know, I just kind of look through those resources casually and then I will find that a ton of great ideas come to mind. Like in my free time, I just love to scroll through Pinterest if I'm lying in bed, like before I go to bed at night or, you know, if I have some extra time when I'm getting ready in the morning, I like to scroll through those resources or like flip through an old magazine that I have and you just, you never know. Sometimes you will get so many creative ideas and then I write them all out either in my notes app or down on a piece of paper. Um, and I just, I do that for fun. Like I like to look for inspiration for fun. I don't put the pressure on myself that I need to scroll through Pinterest or I need to search through Instagram to find the right thing that's going to inspire designs. No, I feel like just scrolling through for fun, like who knows what I'm going to find, who knows what I'm going to stumble across. When I have that sort of mindset and attitude, I then am likely to find the right inspiration that I need. It's not always like that 100% of the time, but I would say like 85 to 95% of the time when I just relieve myself of that pressure, um, I end up getting the inspiration that I need. Um, another important tip slash lesson that I've learned is to ask the right questions when you are being briefed with a new task. So this goes for everything and anything. It doesn't have to be like your supervisor or your boss is asking you to come up with a new design. If it's any type of task um, where you're having to create something or you're having to like put something together, it is so important that you ask the right questions. You know, people always say like, no question is a stupid question. Um, or, you know, people always encourage at the end of a briefing, like, if you have any questions, let me know. Or can you think of any questions now? I think it's so important to either ask your questions right then and there if you can think of them or take some time after you've been briefed with a task, look through any materials that they've given you, any references that they've given you, and write out specific questions that you have because you want to make sure that you are asking the right questions, asking um, enough questions so that when you are in the middle of your design process, you know exactly what this person is looking for because I can't tell you how many times this has happened to me over the years even even in school um when I think I've understood what um the task is and then I go ahead and devote all this time and energy into doing it and then I show the professor my supervisor my boss my work that I did and they're like, oh, that's not really what I had in mind. Um, you know, it's inevitable. It happens to all of us. But I've learned from those many mistakes that you need to ask your per your person who is um, 
who is tasking you with these projects, you need to ask them the right questions. So, you know, if they're asking you to come up with some uh, graphics to post on Instagram, you need to ask them about the color, the style, the aesthetic, um, you know, if they have any references or things that they saw that really inspired them that they would love to see as like the end goal for what you're designing and creating. Those types of questions, um, I find that if you ask them and the person is able to give you pretty constructive answers, it helps the design process so much. I never like flying flying blindly into my projects. I never like going into a design project not knowing exactly um, what the person has in mind. Now, I've definitely been in situations where my supervisor or the person in charge of me has said, you know, oh, you can take as many creative liberties as you want to, like, just do what inspires you. And I do like that, like, not having super strict guidelines, not having so much pressure. And to me, I see, I, um, interpret that as, like, the person trusts me creatively, trusts my skills, um, that I can design basically whatever I want to and it's going to be something that they can use. But sometimes it does help having those, having a little bit more guidance and having as clear of an understanding as you can get with what the person is looking for. Um, so never be afraid to ask multiple questions. I know sometimes in the past I would get really intimidated because I didn't want to sound like, you know, I was nagging the person or I never wanted to give off the impression that I couldn't take direction from someone because I felt like I had to ask more questions. I don't think there's anything wrong with asking questions um, when it comes to you know, you having to design something, you having to conceptualize something, and hopefully the person that is tasking you with this work sees, um, sees this as you just wanting to put forth your best effort with what it is that you're designing. And by you asking so many questions, I hope that the supervisor or the person tasking you with these projects realizes that you genuinely care about the work that you're doing and that you want to um, utilize your time and your effort wisely, that you have the clearest understanding of what it is that they're looking for you and, you know, you're you're wanting to make sure that you're not wasting your time, wasting your skills, or wasting your effort on just designing something that it, it's not what they're looking for, if that makes sense. Um, and then another tip that sort of goes off of that is I think it's super important to share your progress with that person, um, making sure that you have outlined midpoint check-ins or, you know, as many check-ins as you think are necessary um, because I feel like this helps eliminate you putting all of your time and effort into your design and then when it comes time for you to submit it or share it with that person, um, 
you know, that person might come back to you and say, you know, this isn't what I had in mind. So I think it's important to just have as many follow-ups and check-ins that you feel are necessary so that the person can, can kind of reassure you that you're headed in the right direction. Obviously, you know, use your own judgment. You don't want to be wasting that person's time or your own time. Um, so yeah, but I do think it is important to have those check-ins. And I also think when it comes time for those check-ins or for um, you to finally submit your work, I think it's always helpful to put together some sort of presentation um, that sort of outlines your design process. So in your presentation, you know, it doesn't have to be anything elaborate, but I think it would help if you showed, let's say it's your supervisor, what your inspiration was and um, you know, your final product. Maybe you could also show them your progress along the way and then, um, the final design that you ended up with. I think you have to sort of take them along with you because if you are designing this, designing whatever, um, in your own space, maybe you're working remotely, maybe you sit at your own desk and you kind of are in your own little bubble. Um, someone's not looking over your shoulder every two seconds that you're doing your work. The supervisor might not understand how you got from point A to point Q. You know, you need to sort of outline for them or maybe you can just like verbally explain to them, you know, this is my inspiration. This is the aesthetic that I was going for. These were certain design features that I really liked and so I pulled some inspiration from here and from here and then I went along this journey. You know, I started off thinking maybe I could design like this, realize that's not really the look I was going for, so then I pivoted into this direction and I ended up here with the final product. And so I think by verbally and visually explaining how you, you know, started out and how you ended up with the finished product, that can help so much. I'm not saying that guarantees the person, um, that guarantees them liking your design, but I do think it helps so much if they're able to better understand what your design process is, and I think that's just going to help you in the long run whenever you're brief with tasks. If your supervisor knows, oh, this is how Krista likes to work. This is sort of what inspires her. Um, I now know that I can task her with these types of designs. Or I notice that she works a certain way and I, I find that, you know, doing this certain thing isn't really efficient of her time and of her skills. So I'm going to recommend that she does something differently. You know what I mean? I feel like if you're super transparent with how you work, with um, what you're finding as inspiration, it's just going to be super beneficial and helpful for the future of your designs. Um, and then another tip, this I think is an ongoing lesson um, depending on what type of personality you have, but I think it is always super important to have confidence in your work that you submit and also having confidence in yourself as a designer. Now, I know a lot of artists, a lot of designers tend to 
have imposter syndrome or tend to feel a little bit insecure about their work where, you know, let's say you're just you're just doodling or you're working on a project and someone comes up to you and says like, oh my gosh, that looks so amazing. You're so talented. I feel like a lot of people's natural response is like, oh no, it's not that good. Like this isn't my best work. You know, it could always be better. Or you just like start to nitpick on certain things. Um, at least this is what I've noticed from, from school, like being in classes where everyone was super creative and talented. If you went up and you complimented someone, people would take the compliment, but then they'd also be like, eh, it's not that great. Like it could always be better. Um, I feel like a lot of designers naturally sort of just become slightly insecure or have this imposter syndrome that like even though people compliment on their work or even though people have told them that they are a talented designer they always have that fear and they always tend to second guess that like you know what they're making or what they're designing isn't that good um you know despite what they've been told and I do think it is so important that you set those insecurities aside. You do your best to build up your confidence and recognize your worth as a designer um, and as a creative person. Because when you are submitting some, if you are submitting something and the supervisor or the boss provides you some constructive feedback, you do not want to be so insecure that any comment, any criticism, whether it's constructive or, you know, it's really critical, you don't want that criticism to completely bruise your ego and completely, you know, um, lower all of your confidence and make you feel super defeated. I've been in that situation so many times. I really, really do struggle with taking constructive criticism sometimes and I've definitely been working on just becoming so much better at taking it and realizing that, you know what, I am a good designer, I am talented and there are going to be so many opportunities where you know, people don't like my work or my work could always be improved and that's okay. Being told that someone doesn't like something um, or, you know, you need to rework something, that doesn't mean that you're a terrible designer and you'll never find success and you'll never create something good. Um, it just is a chance for you to become better and learn how to problem solve better as a designer. So I do think it's important to have confidence in yourself and your work. Um, and know that if someone doesn't like exactly what it is that you're sending them or submitting to them, it doesn't mean that like you suck at what you do and that you're never going to be good enough or you're never going to create something that they actually like. Um, because that's just, that's not true at all. You kind of just have to, um, you have to go back rework some things and eventually you will hit your stride eventually you will have that breakthrough um so yeah that is just one thing that's super super important um another thing that I feel like is very obvious but it's always good to be reminded of is to try and stay as organized as possible whether that is getting an external hard drive having separate little flash drives creating folders um in your downloads folder or on your desktop or whatever. 
it is super, super important to do that. Um, I know one thing that I've been trying to get in the habit of is that at the end of every week or the start of every week, I go through my folders and just delete things that I no longer need because there's so many times where since I work remotely, I'm taking screenshots on my computer just so I can like send them to my coworkers as reference as to like what I'm doing or, you know, work that I've done. Um, and by the end of the week, like I know I no longer need those screenshots anymore and I don't want them to get cluttered and pile up um, because, you know, that's not good for your computer and also it just, it will eventually enable you to become super disorganized and maybe lose something, which heaven forbid that happens um, because I feel like that's every designer's worst nightmare is accidentally deleting something or just not being able to find a file or, you know, something important on your computer. So I do think it's very important to try and be as organized as possible with your files on your computer. And in addition to that, I think it's super important to try and be as organized as you can with your tasks and what you need to prioritize when you're creating and designing things. So for me, I like to either write out or type out a list of things that I need to prioritize. Um, so let's say I've been tasked with designing 10 different things, like 10 different designs. Um, I need to figure out which ones are an absolute priority and then also break down how I want to tackle them. Um, you know, let's say I have a week to work on them. All right. So, um, you know, I have five days in the work week to work on these things. What is it that I need to get done every single day or, you know, by halfway through the week, I need to have this much progress made so that I stay on track to getting my work done. I think it's important to establishing a system or coming up with a way for you to be organized so that um, you can manage your tasks and figure, figure out what needs to be prioritized, whether, you know, you're breaking things down day by day, hour by hour, Whatever works best for you, I think it's always important to do that. And also, you know, be super honest and transparent with the people who are um, asking you to get work done. Let's say someone approaches you and says like, hey, could you design this thing for me? Could you create this thing for me? And your response is likely, yeah, sure. And it's important to ask um you know, when do you need this by or do you have a certain deadline in mind? Because sometimes people just don't automatically give that to you. Um, and sometimes it, there's nothing wrong with this, but sometimes people forget that you have other tasks that you're juggling. It's always good to just ask if that person has a deadline in mind so that you then can prioritize your other tasks best you know, because that person might assume that you can devote all of your time and energy to that one task that they just assigned you with, um, but little do they know you have like seven other things on your plate that you're trying to juggle. So it's always good to just be super transparent and ask for deadlines and let them know that like you want to prioritize your, um, 
your other work so that you can get this specific task done to the best of your ability and also the other things that you have assigned to you. So yeah, those are pretty much all of the tips that I have to share. Um, I know this is a little bit of a shorter episode, but I did just want to go through and talk about these different lessons and tips that I've learned along the way because, I don't know, I found that there sometimes aren't always opportunities for you to sit down and talk to people who have been through um, similar experiences as you have and so it's always good to just talk about or, you know, share things that you've learned along the way because hopefully if you are starting out as a designer or maybe you're going to school um, for something related to design, these tips will be helpful to you and um, help you navigate the design world and all of the things that are to come your way. So before I sign off of this episode, I do just want to remind you guys that you can always check out the Daydream and Listen Instagram. The handle is spelled just like the podcast title, Daydream and Listen. So definitely go uh, check out the account, give it a follow so that you can always stay connected and updated with the new episodes. And then if you want to, you can also follow my personal Instagram. The handle is at krista.camp. I will have both my personal account and the podcast Instagram account linked in the description of this podcast. So, you know, check them out if you want to. Um, You know, the usual, you can follow on Spotify um, if you're listening on there or if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you can, I'm pretty sure you can subscribe and leave a rating and review. That's always super helpful and appreciated. And, you know, you can find this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. It's available pretty much everywhere. Um, But yeah, I love you guys so much. Hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. And as always, thanks for listening. Bye, guys.